In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Today I will start a meditation with a little story that I may have told you before. I've been ordained for about one year and I was going back home. It was in Pamplona and two big men, but really big in every aspect, very tall and very big, were, were coming from a bar. And they were a little bit happy, we could call them. They had been drinking a little bit too much. And when they came through the door of that bar, and they just shouted in the middle of the street, Hombre, un cura, which means more or less like man, a priest. And then uh, I thought, mm, I'm in danger. And I, wasn't, <laughs> I didn't know what to expect. I... It could have gone really wrong and then they just persecuted me in the street or in the end everything went really well. So they came to me like saying, don't worry, Father, we are very good Catholics and we are very glad to see a priest dressed as a priest in the street. And I thought, well, that it's moving in the right direction. But then they just wanted to chat a little bit with me and they put these two big arms on my neck. Yes, like good friends, people who have been very good friends for many years. And in that way, they started escorting me towards my home. Okay. Well, the conversation went on by saying that they were good Catholics, that they practice, that they pray every day. And then I asked them, and what is your job and what do you do? And it looks like they were two brothers and they said, well, we have a company of trucks and we carry goods from one place to another place. And it's going quite well. And then I don't know why I asked them, but is your business something... Uh, all right, I mean, that you're not doing wrong things with that uh, moving of goods from one place to another place. And they say, Father, we are Catholics. Mm? You don't need to worry about that. But one of them thought a little bit more. And then he said, well, Father, you know, uh, sometimes we smuggle a lorry of tobacco and that's nothing, you know. is is life, is life. So... I wanted to bring this story, even if you know it, because it's so difficult to find people with just one life, people who have the, what we call unity of life, that in everything they do is right. The normal thing is to find people with different lives, that in the office or wherever they are working, they pretend to be one person. 
then they go to the bar and they become a completely person, a completely person, completely different person. I mean, I'm very surprised when you see that uh, some of the churches and parishes have this club and the same people who have been at Mass, they go to drink and a few minutes later they are drunk. Okay, so... Or the person that when he goes to play football or driving the car and becomes also a completely different person, usually a beast, and things like that. So God is asking us to have only one life. And that life is not the life of so-and-so, but the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now think on your own. How you live that unity of life if you are the same person in front of any people or any situation. I leave you with him. St. Paul says, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. He's telling us that there is only one life that we should live. The Christian has become another Christ. And that's why we, they were called Christians the followers of Christ, but he's not just following like someone is following a pop star, is following Jesus by becoming Jesus. When we look at the death of our Lord on the cross, we see that his death is a new creation, and that new creation has transformed us and has made us the image and likeness of Jesus Christ. We have become one with him. We are members of his body. And we should be Jesus Christ. So the aim of our lives should be the same aim of our Lord. And his desires should be our desires. That should be the, the life of a, of a Christian. To be Christ for the others. You may have heard people saying, we need to all see Jesus in our neighbor. And it's true. We should look at our neighbor like someone who is looking at Jesus. 
but I like to see things from a different perspective. It's the same idea, but different perspective. And it is that we are Jesus Christ. And because we are Jesus Christ, then we should treat our neighbor as Jesus treated everyone. And to live our life as Jesus lived his own life. Or, if you prefer, in the same way in which Jesus could live our life if he were in our shoes. Don't you think that our Lord will be very happy if we treat everyone like if we were able to see him in them? I leave you with him. The enemy of that unity of life is our own all nature. Is the wounds and the circumstances that the original sin inflicted in us. That is the, the, the real enemy of that unity of life. And Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. He who loves his life loses it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Well, in that unity of life, 
we need to accept everything, even the cross. A person who wants to be a Christian but doesn't want to accept the crosses that life or God will allow us to come in our way is not really a Christian because Jesus came on earth to die for us on the cross. And we should be ready to do something like this, to, to die in the little crosses of everyday life, to our own wins and wrong things, and, and to accept the, everything as coming from God and being positive and good, and then offering all these things to God. San Jose Maria, becoming or going to practical things, he explained how unity of life could be understood. He says, unity of life is to fulfill God's will in our work. It's one of the things that he is going to say, of many things that he is going to say. So, to fulfill God's will in our work, which means to do the right thing at the right time, what God wants us to do at that very moment. It's very easy to procrastinate. Very easy. It's very easy to choose something easier. I mean, to something that we like, that we enjoy, and to leave the difficult things that maybe are important and urgent for later because we don't feel like. Well, to fulfill God's will in our work. Every moment to do the will of God, that is holiness. Because it is so difficult. It is so difficult to be able to fulfill the will of God in everything we do. Well, that is unity of life. To live our life in the same way in which Jesus lived his life, that he was there to obey the will of God. And that's why also the Father obeyed him, because Jesus had been united to the will of God, to the will of God the Father in every, every aspect.
Then San Jose Maria carries on saying, To fulfill God's will in our work, to contemplate God in our work. It is like saying, fruit of this, trying to fulfill the will of God in our work, will be to contemplate God in the things that we do. To see God behind the things that we do. To have this supernatural outlook in which we don't see the effort that we have to to be able to obtain something or the effort to learn something or to the effort to write something. But what we see is the salvation behind these things. We see that there will be lots of people going to heaven. San Jose Maria also wrote uh, the story of the donkey at the water wheel that is beautiful. He says, the workday is beginning. Each day, the same water wheel drawing water from the well, the same pressure of the harness, the same circular path. By now, the donkey knows every rat and rice underfoot, since day after day, from daybreak till nightfall, his course never varies. The aspect of the land changes, flowers grow, the trees renew the foliage, but the donkey's work is always the same, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. To work, uh, to contemplate God in our work means that to have this supernatural outlook in which we don't care if we are the prime minister or the sweeper in the street. What we care is to do it out of love for God and to see the um, goodness of that job in a supernatural way. Not if we are sweeping the floor if there is a lot of dust or if, I don't know, if very dirty, but to see the souls of the people going to heaven because of that job that we are doing. Then he carries on, San Jose Maria carries on saying, to convert our work into a means for apostolate. Whatever we do, it could be apostolic.
San Jose Maria Carrizon, to convert our work into a means for apostolate, to give human things a divine value. You see? And he concludes, this is the simple and strong unity of life that we must have and teach. Unity of life. Well, I could ask all of you, how many Catholics understand this kind of prayer? How many Catholics understand that they have been called to be Jesus Christ? Not just to be good or to be as good as so-and-so, but to be Jesus Christ. St. Paul summarizes the same ideas of San Jose Maria in a different way. He says, So whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. It's the same. It's the same. The only thing that mm, simpler. But in the end, it is the same. San Jose Maria also, because he was very practical, he gave us like a few signs that our unity of life is going wrong. The first one, and probably the most important one, says, he says, not putting effort in our plan of life, not bringing God as a priority of our day. And we can say, yeah, yeah, prayer is very important. Um, vocal prayer is very important. To visit our Lord in the, in the Eucharist is very important. But I have so many things to do that I don't have time for many of these things. Well, these days, I think we cannot say, I don't have time. We have time. And we need to examine ourselves and to think, am I putting effort in these norms of piety that will give me a new life, more life to my life, okay? A new dimension, because it's the dimension of God that helps me to have a supernatural outlook. Well, not putting effort in our plan of life. To see that we are doing the right thing, I would say, make a timetable in which the priorities are not with other things that you may do. Even if they are extremely important, God is much more important. Think, well, first of all, when am I going to do my mental prayer? When am I going to say the rosary? When am I going to pay a visit to the Blessed Sacrament? When am I going to do this other thing? That is to put God in a, in, on the top of our priorities. And in the end, don't forget that a good plan of life always finishes with an examination of conscience. If there is no examination of conscience, it's like a boat with a rudder, a boat that could go finish in every place in the world. So that would be the first red light, not to put effort in our plan of life. Secondly, is he says, when because of our pride we don't rectify and we keep bad thoughts against other people. Again, a lack of unity of life. Because Jesus came on earth to save everyone and to love everyone. 
It is like having wounds in the soul that we don't want to heal. It's like someone who has a wound in his hand or in his leg and doesn't help it to heal because he's scratching it every single moment of the day and it never cures. It's normal that if we have been wounded, we feel the pain. But immediately we should think, I forget and I, f I, I, I forgive, sorry, and I forget. It's in the past. It happened, but I forgive that person. I move on and I don't want to think about it anymore. That is unity of life. That is to be Christ who never thought badly about anyone. Then, the third thing that San Jose Maria brings here is, he says, when we fear to suffer, and we think we are doing too much, I think that that point can be applied to all of us, because we fear to suffer. <laughs> um, there are very few people who don't fear to suffer. We fear to suffer. And always thinking that we are doing too much and we may compare to other people and to think, oh, it's too much. I cannot, I cannot, I cannot cope with all these things. When the reality, we can cope with all these things and, and many more. The only thing is that, well, we feel pity of ourselves. And it is because very deep inside of us, Even if we say that, yes, we accept the cross, we haven't accepted it. The reality is that when the real cross comes, we run away and we drop it and we find for excuses not to accept it. We think that the cross is not something enormous that will come to us. It's simply someone knocking at the door. Well, these days there are not many people ringing at the door. But you understand what I mean, I am saying, or a phone call that we were not expecting, or simply that one of our plans have not been able, we have not been able to fulfill it. We thought that the day was going to be very nice, or that it was going to rain, and it didn't happen. And we become sad, and, and we think that it's too much. Well, when we fear to suffer, and we think that we are doing too much, that is a sign of lack of unity of life. And the, the next one, San Jose Maria says, when we lose heart because things are not going as we plan, why is it a lack of unity of life? Well, because things always go in the way in which God wants Maybe it's not the way in which we want. But of course, if we were very united to the will of God, if God were our priority, if we were another Christ, we'll be very ready to accept that our plans had not been fulfilled and other plans have come. Remember that since our Lord said to St. Peter, When you will become older, someone will take you wherever you don't want to go and dress you with a dress that you don't want to be dressed. And Well, yes, that thing, to be in God's hands, 
and, no, and to forget about ourselves. There is only one thing that we want to do, and it's to fulfill God's will, to be in His hands. That is part of that supernatural outlook that we were talking about before. And then the last one that is a little bit surprising, San Jose Maria says, is a red light of a unity of life when our imagination is wandering. When our imagination is not accepting really what is coming to us, what we are facing. And because of that, is always wandering. Who knows where? And we are not in the present, but in a different time, in a different place. And our imagination wandering. Of course, that means that we don't accept, accept what is happening to us. Because we are in a different place. And always thinking, oh, if I, if I, if I... Well, unity of life. You see how needed it is and how difficult is it. The best example of this unity of life is that wonderful disciple that Jesus had. And it is Our Lady. It's not any of the apostles, I'm afraid. The only real disciple that our Lord had in his life was Our Lady. So we go to Our Lady and we ask to give us that unity of life that is so needed for us. Not that we have it, but that it's so needed to us that we beg her to be like her, to fulfill it. <laughs> 